Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to today's edition of the plumb line brought to you by reasons for hope training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the word of god you can find information about them at r4h.com that's the letter r then f-o-r-h.com I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, in the broadcast. I'll be joined once again by Dr. Rebecca Taylor of Colorado Christian University. This time we'll discuss eating disorders from a biblical perspective. Stay with me for the broadcast and share your thoughts or comments or questions via this email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. While all of you in the Plum Line listening family hopefully accept what the Scriptures teach, that doesn't mean you have to sleep like the ancient Israelites did with a rock for a pillow and palm branches or fig leaves for a covering. You can rest in the comfort of my pillow sheets, mattress topper, comforters and blankets, and of course pillows, while dressed in your cozy, comfy my pillow pajamas. And if you call to order right now, you can save up to 80% on many of their fine products by using the Plum Line promo code. Just call this number, 800-613-6167, and the promo code will be entered in for you, 800-613-6167. Or simply visit this link, mypillow.com slash plumbline. That's mypillow.com slash plumbline. And don't forget the B at the end of plum, P-L-U-M-B, mypillow.com slash plumbline. I am so pleased to have Reasons for Hope as the national sponsor of The Plum Line. The mission of both of our ministries is to proclaim the gospel and to train people to look at every topic and issue from a biblical worldview. You can discover more about their many fabulous resources and their debunked video series or request one of the R4H speakers for your event or maybe attend an Equip Youth Retreat or Rally all at r4h.com. To learn about the Plum Line's partnership with Reasons for Hope, check out the blog postings at r4h.com, and you can find the Plum Line station directory and podcast link at r4h.com slash theplumline. Be sure to leave a note saying thanks to Reasons for Hope for supporting the Plum Line. 
On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I am joined once again by Dr. Rebecca Taylor, an assistant professor of counseling at Colorado Christian University and faculty for the university's Master's of Arts in Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program. Those are some of the titles, but what we're going to talk about is her work with those who struggle with eating disorders. It's a topic that I've mentioned I have not discussed in The Plum Line before, and I'm really looking forward to this because it is a really, really important topic subject. I've known some people that have dealt with this and it has been a great battle and struggle. We all have different battles that we face. And for those who go through eating disorders, I don't know or understand a whole lot about it. And so I'm wanting to learn myself a lot more about it. But uh, Dr. Taylor, welcome uh, to the broadcast again here. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. And I'm kind of curious right off the bat here, if this was a personal struggle or how you kind of leaned into this type of work for a specialty. Yes, uh, people normally think that, or are curious about that. If you had asked me that when I was 25, I would have been like, no, I was just interested. Now that I've learned more about who I am, yes, I definitely struggled with disordered eating, possibly a diagnosable eating disorder at, at points in my college career. And so, yeah, it's something I struggled with. I'm from Colorado, and then I went to undergrad at Baylor University, and I loved Baylor. But culturally, it was a really big shift for me, and so that's when I... I really struggled with body image and disordered Mm. eating. So you brought up something super interesting to me right there, because in other words, people could be dealing with this and not even really recognize they're dealing with it. Oh, absolutely. I would say for the most part that I would say that's the highest percentage of the population. Huh. Explain a little bit more. How can that be? It seems like, you know, if you're dealing with a problem or issue, you'd know it, but explain that. Yeah, I mean, for the audience listening, a lot of times when we talk about um, a mental health diagnosis like eating disorder diagnosis, we think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. And so the reality is, if we think of it on a spectrum, you know, on one end of the spectrum, we have freedom with your body and freedom in your body with food. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, if I could draw the audience a line, is a diagnosable severe eating disorder. But the reality is, we all fit within that spectrum at some point. And a lot of us, do not fit on the freedom experience of the line. You know, a lot of us kind of fit more in the middle or or starting to inch towards the disorder. And so I would say most of us just think it's normal. If we came up with a definition of health, there's so many different organizations that tell us what health is. And so a lot of people just think I'm being healthy. It's good to be critical about, you know, how I'm feeling or what I'm eating and what I look like because that will help me get better. Um, so, yeah, a lot of times they're not thinking about it. Mm. The other thing, too, then, as I think about this, is when I hear eating disorder, I always think of the person who's trying to get super skinny so they're not eating right or forcing themselves to throw up. But as you said, this goes a gamut of spectrums. And I brought up to you before we started recording this that it's been interesting to me that one of the most popular editions of the plumb line was on gluttony. And that, too, would be the, the opposite end, I guess, of an eating disorder. Oh, yes. Well, that's a whole other topic. But a lot of time when we think of gluttony, the image that we have is eating too much and we're gluttonous. And, you know, we talked in our last episode about creative and curiosity. And I would say, actually, if we're more creative about how, how we're gluttonous in other areas of our life, it probably actually, you know, the definition actually aligns a little bit more. But yes, there's all different versions of eating disorders, disordered eating. And then mostly for people listening, this idea of do you feel free in your body and do you feel free in your relationship with food? And my guess is that most of people listening do not feel free in their relationship with food or their relationship with their body. Hmm. Help me understand that a little bit better, what you mean by 
feeling free about it? Because I'm getting the picture in my mind that I don't feel, you know, am I feeling guilty about what I'm eating? If I'm not feeling guilty, that means I'm free, man. That may be totally off. What do you mean? No, absolutely. I think we have a distortion of this altogether. And so when I say freedom, I don't mean we don't care. I don't mean, oh, you know, now I can eat anything and I don't care. Um, Freedom being, it's not attached to social standards. It's not attached to other standards. It's about being connected to yourself. And one of the words that we use in some eating disorder groups is intuitive eating. So instead of feeling, let's say, the word guilt, noticing like, oh, after I ate that, how did I actually feel, you know, versus I feel bad that I ate a food. Food isn't supposed to be good or bad, but we've attached labels to it like that. So then we end up feeling guilty about the things that we eat versus curious about how it affected our body and how we feel afterwards. Okay. I had to quickly, I'm in the process right now of memorizing the book of Colossians and uh, I've gotten through chapter two. So a verse was coming to mind that I memorized. I had to quickly look up where it is in chapter two. It's verse 16, where it says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festival and so on. It seems like this is kind of what you're getting at. Maybe you can lean into that verse a little bit. Well, absolutely. The world has told us to judge ourselves and others by how we eat and drink. And then what's really difficult about how the world has taught us to judge ourselves and others is it's given us like a million different rules that oftentimes contradict each other. There's so many different diets out there, the no carb diet or some carbs are okay or the paleo diet. Or, and so we get overwhelmed, we get confused and we lose focus of actually ourselves. We lose focus of our own bodies. We start saying, oh, I don't like carbs because we've been told that that's not good. But yet I've worked with clients before where the only, you know, beautiful moment they had when it came to food was eating, you know, spaghetti with grandma. And now that food has been labeled horrible. So they're really struggling in their head. I would tell people, yeah, to get rid of as many social media ads that are directed at telling you how to eat or telling you how to look or telling you how to work out. I I would assume that those are not actually helpful to you. I can't be specific because I don't know who you are and what you're watching, but I would encourage you to get rid of all of that noise and actually start listening to your body. Um, eat something and notice how you feel afterwards and how long you feel that way. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what is at the root of this then. I'm, I'm garnering that some of it comes just from the culture that we're in and the way the culture makes us feel. Is that kind of one of the roots? I imagine there's probably multiple roots to eating disorders. Yeah, I mean, if we're, even if we're talking about disorders in general, one of my favorite quotes is from a psychiatrist named Colin Roth. Specifically, he's talking about trauma, but he says, the problem is not the problem. So what he means by that is an eating disorder is a problem or an addiction is a problem, but it's not the problem. It's not the underlining problem. And so specifically with eating disorders, I would say, you know, it's very individualized. It would depend on each listener if I could talk to them and listen to them and know, you know, what is the problem behind this problem? I think some commonalities are not loving ourselves, being taught that if we were to do certain things, we would fit in better. Um, a lot of times control and being able to control our anxiety and being able to control one small aspect of our lives makes us feel a little bit more in control. And so... There's lots of different reasons. I wish I could talk to everyone listening and, and hear what their problem is beneath the problem. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of listening that has to go into that. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because if there is someone tuning in and maybe lots of people tuning in and they probably could reach out to you, I suppose, but uh, you're not going to have the time to address all of them. Is there a good resource, especially, you know, I think of, I'm sure there are many good resources and things out there, but those who would handle or address this from a biblical perspective, where should they go for help? Oh, man, I would love for them to email me. You can email me at rtaylor at ccu.edu because there is a lot of resources. Um, I'll tell you one. Well, one, I love the children's book. I mentioned it in our last episode called When God Made You. So that's just a beautiful book that you can read to your children. I love reading it to myself. A book specifically that addresses body image and diet culture would be Leslie Schilling's book, Feed Yourself. Um, and she goes specifically into a biblical perspective. And so concerns surrounding that that's not addressing a, a true biblical perspective. Mm. One other thing before we go to the break here, and that is, as I'm listening to you talk here, I get the sense that whether it's, you know, the gluttony that we brought up briefly or just eating disorders in general, we're talking about something much greater than food here, and, and you've said this too. There is some sort of other issue or kind of mental health-related problem that is, is really driving this then. I would say it's not always another mental health problem, but I would say, yes, that an eating disorder is a symptom. It's a symptom of a greater problem, a greater prison within yourself, a sign that you don't know yourself, you don't love yourself, you have not been taught to do that, or at some point you untaught yourself. You know, what's hard with Christians, so there's a lot of believers listening, I believe, and they will go, well, I do love Jesus, and they may struggle with disordered eating or an eating disorder um, or body image issues. And what's interesting is we cognitively know, like, we are beautifully and wonderfully made. If we, when we read the Bible, we can know that cognitively, but we may not fully experience that. So if you, like, if you ask my 20-year-old self, Hey, Becky, do you believe that you're, you know, beautifully and wonderfully made? I know that that is scripture and I know that that is true from God, but it does not feel true to me. You know, and so that's a really interesting concept of why does that not feel true to me? Why does that not feel true to many others out there? And we want to get to the core of that issue. Mm, yeah, well, I have more I'd like to ask on that, but we'll hold that until after the break here. So stick around, folks in the listening audience, and reach out to me to share your thoughts, comments, questions anytime at this email, the Plumline Radio at gmail.com. I appreciate Rebecca giving out her email as well. And I think you said rtaylor at ccu.edu, right? That's right. Okay, great. So folks can reach out to her as well. I really appreciate you offering that uh, to our listeners. Uh, again, my email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come. Do you have a car sitting around you want to get rid of? Then here's a great idea. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Yes, one fast call to the Veteran Car Donation Program and we'll come and remove your car for free. Fast, free towing, and 24-hour response. You can donate most cars, trucks, or SUVs in most conditions. The proceeds raised goes to help active military, veterans, and their families. And you get a tax deduction. All you need to do is make this free call. Get rid of that old car and help the vets. We make it easy. Make this free call now and book your fast and easy pickup. Call the Veteran Donation Program now. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Operators are standing by. Here's the number. 800-432-3614 800-432-3614 800-432-3614 
Again, that's 800-432-3614. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at IntegrityCounselingGroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns, 623 537 3657. And Simple Turn, their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. Thanks for joining me for The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest is Dr. Rebecca Taylor. She's with the counseling program at Colorado Christian University, one of the many great Christian universities out there. And she's bringing us some very sound advice and wisdom here on the subject of eating disorders on this broadcast. I should mention that Rebecca and I talked about integrative goals on a previous edition of The Plum Line. If you want to hear that, you can find that at places where you go for podcasts, like Spotify, for example. Just put in The Plum Line with Jay Rudolph, and you can look up all the many topics and issues that we've covered on The Plum Line wherever you go for podcasts. Well, Rebecca, let's just kind of try to help the person who may be tuning in here. And as we said at the beginning of the broadcast, it is likely that there may be people tuning in who have some sort of eating disorder and don't even recognize it. And so help those who maybe don't even know that they're dealing with something like this. Sure. Um, So one way that we know we're starting to lean more towards disordered eating, you know, more than just um a little dysfunctional or one way that we know we're moving towards an eating disorder, the actual disorder is what we call like severity, duration and frequency. And so for people listening, you know, they're like, okay, I noticed that I try to skip meals. I noticed that I try to restrict or I noticed that I, you know, eat a lot or binge and then attempt to what we call like a compensatory behavior, which would be Purge or over-exercising or using laxatives and things like that. If you notice that you're doing any of those, a sign would be that we're really moving towards the disorder category is it's starting to affect your life. It's starting to affect your friendships, relationships, or your work. You're no longer eating with friends at work, or you're no longer saying yes to outings because it involves food. And it's getting more frequent. So frequency, is, it's becoming more often. It used to just be something you struggled with, like when you went out of town or you went to a party, and now you're noticing this is happening once a week, you know? So frequency, duration, how long? Is this, is this just a, something that you've been struggling with for a month, or has this been going on for several months now? So frequency, duration, and intensity. Do you notice that, you know, at first it started with a simple diet, but now you've really cranked up the intensity. You know, sometimes even around... New Year's resolutions, when we were talking in our last um, episode, you know, you come up with a goal or you come up with some, you know, diet centered goal and you kind of follow it. And then you notice you're getting more intense and more intense about it. You start creating your own rules. Now you're not just following the diet, but you're going the extra mile um, and you're being even more intense about it. So frequency, duration, and intensity are often things that we look at um, as professionals to know kind of where you're at. 
Another typical principle that I hear a lot is don't expect that you're going to be able to handle this on your own. I hear that a lot in relationship to, you know, a number of battles with different sin issues. Pornography comes to mind especially, but imagine it's the same with any type of disorder, like an eating disorder, too, that a lot of people will be like, uh, it's not a big deal. I can, you know, I can handle this on my own. That's not correct thinking, I don't believe. I love that you brought that up because when it comes to food, you know, with certain other issues, pornography, drug or alcohol addiction, we may not, you know, there's a part of your brain that may be like, I know this is kind of out of hand, but I don't want to talk to anybody about it because of shame. Sometimes with food, we don't even realize we need to bring other people in because we think it's quote unquote fine. The world's telling us it's fine. Our other Christian friends seem to be doing, you know, same thing. And so it, it can be a very hidden disorder in the sense of, it seems like we all fit in still the same and we don't even struggle with the thought that may come along with other issues like pornography where you're like, Oh, this is really bad, you know, or I shouldn't be doing this or something. You, you just have the thought like I'm doing what everyone else is doing. I'm just trying to be healthy. And you don't realize, okay, but it's gotten way more intense. It's starting to last a long time and it's becoming way more frequent and it's starting to affect your life. And absolutely you need support and friendships with people that do see truth around this. And I think that this particular topic on eating disorders, disordered eating and body image, it is hard um, because you are, I am sure you're surrounded by people that are doing or looking like they're doing the same thing that you are. I want to hold hope for you um, that there are people out there that see the truth of who you are, do feel freedom with food in their bodies, and, and we can help you. Mm, that's a perfect lead into what I wanted to ask, because in conjunction with what you're saying, for the majority of our listeners out there who probably aren't struggling with this, you know, what signs are there? How can they watch out? And how can they really be uh, of help, too? Yeah, I love that you're asking that. Yeah, for those people that don't struggle, I would just say encouraging more conversations surrounding the wholeness of who we are. So you may not think that you're being harmful, but it's not actually helpful to others to hear the popular diets that you're on or if you lost weight or if you think someone else lost weight or if you think they look really good. Those comments, though you may be trying to be helpful, like let's say someone comes to you for help and you're like, well, I just tried this diet and it was great. That can actually be very harmful for someone struggling with an eating disorder. And so I would say one way for people to help is just by having different conversations, realizing that food and body is just one aspect of who we are. So not overemphasizing it or, or sticking on that topic and not giving, you know, unsolicited feedback or advice specifically surrounding food and body. You know, some people, a lot of people give unsolicited advice about diets and things like that. You don't even realize what's going on with the person medically, what their body composition is. So that particular diet, they may have tried it and they quote unquote feel like they failed just because of, you know, the fact that they have lack of sleep and things like that. So I would just say, to move away from that conversation as much as possible. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that wisdom, those insights. Well, I want to bring up one more verse here before we uh, draw this to a close. And it's one that I guess gives us a really good principle, the, the exact same thing that we've been addressing the entire program here, summed up by our Savior Jesus in Luke twelve twenty three, where it says, For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. That kind of says it all pretty succinctly, doesn't it? I love that. I love um, that because it's in Matthew, right? Well, the version I pulled up is Luke, but I bet you it's in Matthew, too. Well, and we're more than that. But in in church, too, a lot of our conversations surround, you know, how we look or what diet we're on and our health. And it's 
that's not all of who we are. Um, and God created us all to look different, but all the diets out there are trying to get us all to look the same and it's impossible. And so I would say conversations that are uplifting to who people are and who they are in Christ is what we should be aiming towards. Mm, yeah, yeah. And try to take everything from a biblical perspective. That's the aim of the plumb line here is to help us look at all these topics and issues from a biblical worldview. And I think a focus on scriptures like that one really nail it. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Amen. Well, we've got a couple minutes left here, pretty much exactly a couple. And so I just want to have you kind of give uh, the summary here and send the listener, those in the listening audience home with what uh, you want them to take home from this discussion about eating disorders? Yes, thanks. I would say this is a very, you know, complicated and so at, at, in some circles, controversial topic. I want you to know um, that you, you know, biblical truth is, is truth. It's capital T truth and that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And any source of information or person that is not guiding you to that is, you know, I hope that you can find those that are. And I hope to be one of those people for you. Um, the plumb line is. And yeah, I, I hope that you just become more curious about your body um, and who God made you to be. Well, thank you. And again, I appreciate uh, you giving out your email there, rtaylor at ccu.edu. So friend in the listening audience, if this is something that you struggle with, or maybe you don't even realize, but you have after this listening to this broadcast, you have an inkling that maybe it's something that you should reach out to somebody about. I'm sure Rebecca would love to visit with you. So thank you so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate your time and your thoughts here. Thank you, Jay. It was great, having, it was great being on the show. Dr. Rebecca Taylor, my guest on The Plumb Line, talking this time about eating disorders. As I mentioned, we also had another broadcast about integrative goals. And so if you're just tuning in by chance, you can find this broadcast about eating disorders and the other one about integrative goals. Wherever you go for podcasts, just put in The Plumb Line with Jay Rudolph, and it should come up. And if it doesn't come up, let me know, because I do desire to have it on everywhere you go for podcasts. So I'll try to get it on there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to having you back next time when we tackle another topic or issue from a biblical worldview and share the gospel of Jesus Christ as well on the Plumb Line. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to make, maybe you want to share a topic or a guest idea with me. I've had some wonderful listeners do that, and that's been a great blessing for me to know, you know what topics or what guests you'd like to hear from. And uh, you can reach out to me that way as well. The Plumb Line Radio at gmail.com. Plum again is P L U M B. The Plumb Line Radio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.